0: May I speak to you in the name of the one who is God's son. Amen. Well, thank you for that little adventure. It was great for me. I have no idea what it was like for you. Uh, I think it's so important that we enter into the gospel as children, that we ourselves wonder, what is our favorite part of the story? What is the most important part of the story? Is there anything we could leave out and still have the same story? Giving ourselves this gift of wonder invites us to reflect on the intersection between Scripture and our lives. For me, this week, as I sat with those questions about this gospel, I found myself entering into the story when Jesus went up the mountain to pray. I am so curious about Jesus' prayer life. What did he pray? How did he pray? When did he pray? I take great comfort in knowing that God's own self set aside time and space to pray. How does God pray when one is God? But I'm not sure that that is really the most important part of today's story. Maybe, maybe the most important part is Jesus walking on water. Or perhaps it is Peter trying to walk on water. And I must confess that I wonder a lot about those references to the wind. You see, in other versions of that story, there's a great storm. But in Matthew's version, he just tells us that there was wind and waves. There is a temptation with today's gospel to turn the story into metaphor and allegory. The wind battering the boat could possibly be the storms in our lives. Peter's enthusiastic faith might inspire us. His attempt to walk on water may feel very familiar. Those times when we ourselves step out in faith. Or Peter's faltering might also feel familiar those times when we ourselves are afraid and doubt. But what if though, what if it's not a metaphor or allegory? What if it's real? Every single bit of it, real. Jesus needs to be alone and pray. The disciples are sent into a boat and are then swept out to sea managing the winds and the waves in the Sea of Galilee. And I have to say, I can believe the sheer terror of quality fishermen who look out and see somebody walking on water and imagine it could be a ghost. If you were one to believe in omens, that feels like not a good one. And I can imagine their wonder as they recognize the voice. It is I, do not be afraid. Realizing that it is Jesus Jesus, their friend and teacher, coming to them on the water in the middle of a storm. And I feel in the depths of myself, Peter's deep desire to join him, standing on the edge of the boat. I want to come to Jesus. Well, come on, Peter. And he steps out onto the water and he believes for just a moment that he too can walk on water until he realizes how ridiculous that might actually be and begins to falter and sink. And Jesus catches him like a fisherman catching a fish. And the disciples say, truly, this is God's son. It is a core belief, not only for them, but for us. And I can imagine Peter returning back to this moment again and again, especially after Jesus died. Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Maybe it encouraged or empowered him, all the disciples. It is not, though, a metaphor or allegory for them. I believe that wholeheartedly. This is real. Jesus is the Son of God, and in their greatest moment of doubt, they can remember all that he did, walking on water, Peter trying to walk on water all of it has the potential to encourage and empower the disciples. Now, last week, if you were with us, uh, we witnessed the transfiguration of Christ. That story is the one where the voice of God proclaims for the disciples to hear, this is my son, listen to him. Today, we witness this authority at work. Jesus commanding creation, walking on water, stilling the wind. And Jesus invites Peter to join him, to walk on the water as his disciple. The authority remains the same. The difference between last week and this week is that the revelation, the words, come from the disciples. It is the disciples who claim, truly, this is God's son. Now, spoiler alert. But we hear this phrase one more time at the end of the gospel. This is at the death of Jesus. The earth shakes, the rocks split open, and the gospel tells us, Now when the centurion and those who were with him were keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, Truly, this man was God's son. So here we have the third and final proclamation of Jesus' authority in the gospel. The gospel, do you see it? The gospel progresses from God's self-revelation to a communal confession of faith. Truly, this is God's son. So where are we in this story? Are we disciples battered about by the changes and chances of our lives? Do we recognize the presence of Christ at the horizon? Are we witnesses of Christ's authority in our lives, in our world? Do we confess our faith in Christ, act as witnesses, pass on the faith to anyone who will listen? For me, the gift of Peter is what I take from this story today. I can imagine him working faithfully alongside his friends, the other disciples, protecting the boat and their lives, trying so hard to trust his teacher and friend. I can imagine his curiosity when he hears Jesus' voice coming from the water, from this person walking on the water, and of course his desire to join Jesus on the water to participate in the miracle himself. Certainly my discipleship, my experience of it at least, resonates with Peter. Today, we, the cathedral community, are doing hard and holy work. I mean, of course, on any given Sunday, we renew our faith and worship. But you see, this Sunday, we have set aside to bless the work of our children. This is why I gathered with them specifically around the gospel, because it is their story as much as it is ours. Their belief teaches us about faith and our capacity and potential to walk on water. And here's the truth. To empower and encourage our children's faith, we also must confess our faith. And this is more than bringing our children to church on Sunday or gathering with them around the gospel story. This is more than sentiment and cuteness. It is an essential part of our vocation, all of us to tell the stories of our discipleship. We must gather together with them, all of us, around the gospel and seek Christ in our lives. Now, in a few moments after we confess our faith with the creed and offer our prayers to the Holy One, our children are gonna come back in. They're gonna bring a whole lot of energy with them. Thank God. And we are gonna gather up here at the front and we're gonna bless some backpacks and and we're gonna honor our teachers 15 years of a strong early childhood ministry on our campus. And again, this is more than sentiment. This is real life, y'all. Our children are growing up in an unsteady and confusing world. And yet we know We believe wholeheartedly that Jesus, the Son of God, is with us. We have heard the voice of Christ. It is I. Do not be afraid. And we believe, even when our faith falters. We know that the storms are real. And so is Jesus. He gives us all that we need empowering and encouraging our children's faith and our own in the midst of every storm. So may we be witnesses to them, and may they witness to us the strong work of Christ in our midst. Amen.